This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Recorded live.
Hello? 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 Hi, it's Sue and Laura. Hi, Sue. Hi, Laura. Hello. Hello. I'm the only one on right now. I don't have anything for Maria yet. Okay. Okay. We'll just wait. Is Dr. Press joining too? Yeah, I believe he's actually going over to the studio. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to text him right now to see if he's on. Okay. Thank you. Were you guys busy today? No, not bad. We only got one more left, actually. It would have been fine. (laughs) It's fine. Really, it is. Okay. (laughs) I'm good. Are you off today? As soon as I changed this call, I took off. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Good for you, though. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Somebody has to be. (laughs) I just sent over a quick text to him to see if he's getting on. Okay. Okay. All right, he replied back he's getting on, so. Okay. Okay. Um, so, guys, just to give you a heads up, last time we talked, I had a, one of the questions I had from legal was they were concerned with how we were going to go about doing the 
Okay. Maria's locked out of the Clint. Let me let me text him back. Maria is locked out of the dance school. Wait, how can that happen? Um, I don't know. <laughs> funny, but not funny. <laughs> I ran out for a coffee and locked the door accidentally. (laughs) That's not good. So what was the question? Liability, is it? Yeah, that was one of the questions. I guess, you know, he was concerned, this was coming from our legal, that if we didn't have any type of contract with them. Recorded live. Hello. there? Dr. Prisk. Yes. (laughs) Did you guys get in? Uh, yeah, we're here. I'm here with Maria. Sorry, I locked myself out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> These artist types, you know. I know. Wait, conference ID? Hi there. Hello. Hi. Hi, guys. Hi, how are you? I'm going to try to call you from my office phone for one second. I'm going to call in. So we have okay, we'll, we'll go ahead and wait. What's that? What? Please enter your conference ID followed by the pound sign. I just did that. Not solid or your call is not needed at this time. Maybe it's this one. Please enter your Please enter your conference ID followed by the pound sign. That one, three, two. I did that twice. Boy, I'm having a bad day here. <laughs> it just. Can we try one more time? That's really strange. It's not working on your phone. So who all who's who's all on the on the call right now? I'm Sue. I'm Laura. You, Laura. And Doctor Dr. Craig's on too, and that's it right now. Um, well, that's all the, that I wanted to include today, just so we can get back together at first for you know an idea of where we can go here. You are now on the call. Recorded live. Recorded? You are unmuted. Hello? Hey, guys. Yeah? You're going to need to, one of the phones that you have in the same room, you're going to have to turn off. We did. We did. Awesome. Can you hear us? Yeah, that's much better. Okay, good. Good. So, thanks for... Thanks for being able to change your schedules for this call. I appreciate it. We had a little bit of a staffing scenario at the clinic, um, so it made it easier for us to go ahead and do it this way. And I and I wanted, you know, we've been so far apart with not being able to touch base with each other. I just wanted to, you know, at least if we could get our, get the group in the room together and 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 just discuss this through. You know, I know you actually have spoken to someone else about possibly going and doing some of the clinic there. So, I, you know, I, I know you need some closure, so I wanted to see if we could just get together and start from that end of it more than anything. So, Well, what, what we did so far, <clears throat> I mean, you, you guys know the Vesla folks. Yes. So so um, Frank and Amy have come down, and we've done some assessments and just uh, kind of kept things moving, found some problems with some of the dance really was, we're, we're really helping them get uh, in better shape for the next season. Mm-hmm. So um, 
But I think there's a lot of potential here still with what we were talking about doing before and trying to do something more regularly scheduled and something that can actually bring us some business from outside of just biography itself and the dance community and doing something sure. that can be really something to help the entire dance community as a whole, something that we can get together and, and put together in, in such a way that when uh, the I Adams conference comes to town, we'll be able to say, hey, we have this, this thing that we're doing and we should make it a nationwide, international kind of thing. It should sure. become something that we could model and, and try and somewhat perfect before October, but uh, understanding that it's going to take some time. Sure. Um, but one of the biggest struggles has been, obviously, with VESLA, you don't have to deal quite with such a big organization that you don't have to deal with the legal department. Um, you know, that one, when we met with Chris originally, he, one of his big concerns was just trying to get a contract together to, to do some form of healthy movement screening that wouldn't put us at risk for liability. Um, and I just, just so you guys know, I, I emailed him this week, just wanted to give him a heads up that we were going to have a talk today to start trying to put something together again. So, um, you know, he's aware of it. So, you know, we could see what he has drafted and what his ideas were um, to help make it work from the legal aspects of this. Um, I think, you know, what I wanted to do, Maria, more than anything today is I want to introduce you to Laura, and I was wondering, you know, just going in the next steps, Laura, can you give a little bit of your background to Maria so she, you know, knows what, what you've done in the past and, and maybe can see how you can help her with possible screens over at the facility? Absolutely. So um, my background, well, I am a former dancer, ballet and modern, um, but I was, I'm was i a career changer, and um, I went to Columbia where I did a subspecialty in performing arts medicine. Um, I was a PTA intern um, at Harkness Center for Dance Injuries in New York City, as well as uh, Westside Dance PT, where I got to work with dancers with the School of American Ballet and New York City Ballet backstage. And then um, after graduation, I worked with Body Dynamics, in D.C. where I helped run the training room for the Washington School of Ballet and was one of the primary PTs that worked backstage for the Washington Ballet as well as Kennedy Center. And at the ballet, we would do um, yearly, uh, yearly screenings on the dancers uh, before the season to help kind of see where they might be prone to injury as the season went on. Uh, we also did um, an, uh, about biannual screenings that we offered out to the Washington School of Ballet as well as local dance studios to come out to us to our clinic and be screened. They would have like an hour-long screening. We would look at them head to toe and give them some exercises and guidance. And if they needed PT, we would refer them into physical therapy as well. And we would also do a point readiness assessments for young kids, from, you know, um, between 10 to 13 who are going on to point for the first time. So, um, and so that's sort of my background. Perfect. Beautiful background. Love the credentials. <laughs> that's um, why I re recommended you join us. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I think that the issue is, is like, it's, it, you know, it's just moving forward. I'm, um, I'm a, I'm a mover and a shaker, and this has been kind of at a standstill for quite some time, and I think that was the interest in progressing and seeing what else is out there, and so what you just mentioned is what we've kind of been investigating kind of independently, um, seeing if it's a, a appropriate model, and um, even with a, a non-dance you know, focused PT, um, it's just in the past month that we've kind of just piloted this um, with with Amy, it's been hugely impactful and, and amazing for the dancers, especially because, 
you know, we're at the end of our season, and we found that there, there was a great deal, a great deal of need. And, and it obviously proved that the referral portion of this kind of programming is, is it's beneficial. You know, I mean, it, it, it is a true referral network. And um, we have not really invested or tried anything. This was kind of just a little pilot we were just testing out the past uh, probably past month or so, um, you know, where I get full reports from Amy, from every meeting that any dancer who has been referred off to PT is, is, you know, I'm in the mix of everything, so I know exactly what's going on with each of the performing artists um, in the company. We haven't really progressed or done anything else or made any movements as far as um, the integration of the actual dance conservatory. We have about 220 students here, so we're quite small in the region, um, but we are interconnected, um, every artist that uh, works for me, so I have about 14. I have about 14 full-time artists that are all um, subcontracted out to uh, almost every single dance studio in a 60-mile radius. So um, we, you know, Bodyography is a real truth center for movement, and I really feel strongly that it could be, you know, um, a great place to continue to focus on health and wellness, preventative care. Um, and I, I'm interested in this model because I think it serves, you know, uh, personally it serves my community. It serves the community that, I, you know, the broader sense of the, the dance community and the dance landscape of Pittsburgh and the region beyond that. Um, I'm a, obviously a huge AHN fan. Um, and uh, I, I, you know, I just was kind of like our thing with our last meeting. I know we kind of hit some roadblocks, but... I, I'm taking on more space in the building, so I'm I'm taking back an office space on the second floor. I'm taking on a um, another studio, a children's studio. So I have five total studios. So I am expanding in the building, and you know I I just don't want this to I don't want to stall out again. You know I I I'm I'm looking to move forward. So anything that we can do, I mean everything sounds it it sounds like an ideal fit, and um, I love. Um, I love that you have this dance background, and it, obviously I, I I know who you've worked with, and it's you know it's exactly it's exactly what we're looking for, what we need, you know, how to move forward, and if we're going to get it caught up in legal for you know another six months after the six months we've been waiting is what concerns me, um, and how do we how do we just how do we progress forward in, yeah. a, in a timely fashion. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I have a couple ideas I wanted to ask you about that might help this out. You know, one of the big concerns with legal was he wanted to have a contract in place. Um, my thought to you is, what, are you, what would you think about if we did a, some sort of contract where um, your dancers were taken care of from a complimentary fee, but then the dancers from outside the organization somehow we brought in and screened them on a fee-for-service type of basis. Do you, do you think that could work? I think that's a brilliant model. I think that's exactly that's exactly what I'm looking for. Um, you know, again, I don't know how. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how we put a, how that contract works or what happens. You know, progressing forward, but huh. I mean, you know, like I said, I, I said this at the beginning. You know, I have the network um, and I have the reach, so I know I only have 220 students, but um, you know, I've been meeting with a lot of the foundations, and now that I've actually retired from dance myself, and I'm actually kind of semi-retired now that my 
last performance was a good success that I've been invited to perform it everywhere else outside of Pittsburgh, which is kind of like coming out of retirement. It's just a weird thing. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to, you know, really bring the dance community get together. That's been my big frustration. And I think now that, um, you know, I'm well connected also with all the other dance companies and the directors, um, uh, you know, aside from the big Pittsburgh Ballet Theater, I mean, obviously I have, people that I know and connections there, but I know that there's a huge connect with UPMC. So I know that there are other smaller dance companies that are looking for the same kind of services um, that in our network all rely on the same people. Um, and, you know, I, I'm i looking personally for the exchange so that the space and everything can be housed here because I consider us a true center for movement. There are other dance companies that rehearse out of bodyography. So um I think that you have to, I think that the the beauty of that kind of re- relationship is if 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 my staff, you know, are are taken care of at no cost, then I'm also very happy to reach out to the other professional companies where they can even have some sort of discounted cost um to work, you know, to help assess the professional dancers that they're working with um in the smaller dance companies in the region that are either rehearsing out of here or even other places. So um, I wanted to just kind of add that in there because I think that if you add the professional, smaller professional dance companies um, who I'm connected, I think, with every single one, um, and then add that group of people, you're really looking at a professional network much larger than even Pittsburgh Ballet Theater itself. And then you're looking at the reach as far as students are concerned the expanses double of the population of Pittsburgh Ballet Theater. So I think that if we could do that, I think it would be beneficial for, for you. I think it would be very beneficial for us. And, um, you know, I'm just I'm just looking to kind of tie things down and get things moving. I feel like it's kind of been sitting on the website for a, quite a bit of time. And um, my only hesitation is to push forward and then it just get to get stopped and I do agree with Dr. Press that you know with I Adams coming up I think it's it's I just was actually I just said a work at the Charlotte Dance Festival and I met with several chairs of different dance part departments who are actually coming to I Adams who are coming up so you know I just I don't want to tell them that I have something going on and come October there's nothing here you know I'd like to put put everything in action I don't know if that seems like a reasonable timeline uh, I'd like to get started you know, in the summer, it's, it's the very latest. Yeah, I think we get something together and, and figure out the timing. Like I've mentioned before that my best days are every other Friday um, when I don't have block time in the operating room, and sometimes Tuesdays work for me as well. So we can um, work on time to do things. I, I still see a model where we actually do some therapy and, um, and the screenings here at the studio with um, – Maybe some of the space that we had talked about, having bring, bringing even a therapy table in, and um, maybe some equipment. Uh, okay. If that's uh, still on yeah. the table here with. Mar- yeah, and I think we can discuss that. I guess you know my next steps for action is for number one, I definitely have to first let's reach out to Chris Reinhardt, and in this time, I actually I'm gonna I want to involve Laura in this. And I don't want you to think I forgot about Sue. Sue's in the background, too. So Sue's the, now is the therapist that's taken over for Megan over at the Bloomfield Clinic. And I wanted her to be in, in on this call, too, just so she's aware of what's going on, because that would be the main primary source for the referrals if they were coming back in-house. Um, you know, so that way, you know, we're all on the same page, number one. Number two, I think it is realistic. If we could put some type of monetary value to this outside, and I I think maybe Chris would be a little bit more, see a, more of a realistic, 
type of programming, one of his big concerns, and, and I understand where he's coming from from the corporate nonprofit side, is he wants to he has to make contracts look fair so it doesn't look like we're giving a favor out to anybody. And and um, that's why I think you know part of the conversation had been halted. Obviously, when Megan we weren't sure what Megan was doing, right, made it a little bit of a you know a halt, a halt too. Um, I think the the other thing to maybe focus on is I, I do want to recognize that you've started a little bit with with Vesla, and I don't want to tell you to have them go away. I don't think that that's appropriate at the, at this point either, because you have made a commitment to them. What I'm thinking is is there a possibility that we maybe try and move this forward with Laura coming out maybe two days a, a month, and maybe you can work with Vesla one day a month or something in in a sense that you know, that way, you know, we're all working together on this. I, we have a little bit of a working relationship with them. We don't have any type of monetary value of exchange or anything from that, but we may be partnering a little bit more with them down the road. So I don't want to say, hey, you have to kick these guys out when they've been nice enough to come in and, and try and create business also and, and try and help your programming out. Yeah, and I do want to keep a relationship with them, but I do understand what you're saying with Chris with like a, a, a you know, in some sense it does need to be transactional. You know, if I'm going to give up my whole entire network and all my contacts and if I'm going to promote and, and push this forward and put my name on it, you know, I am very careful of what I put my name on. I, you know, I also chair the Performing Arts Department at LaRoche College, and at this point in time, you know, especially in, you know, in the health wellness arena, um, I think that, um, you know, I, I just I want I I think that if there is a, a balance between the two, if 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 we're balancing services or providing something for each other and it's mutually beneficial, then I think it's something that, from a business perspective, I I would obviously need to move forward on. It would be, um, it would be ridiculous not to. And I do agree that working with Vesla and continuing to keep them in, I think there's enough room to share. But I think that we're also, um, I, for me, and again, I've really, you know, I, there is a great deal of benefit to working with um, someone who has a knowledge of dance. Um, it's it's hugely beneficial. And now having Laura in the mix, I think, is, you know, a really strong so my experience has been, you know, the way that we did it at uh, PBT is that there was a therapist there at least two days a week, and we were seeing just the stu- the the, uh, the core and the you know the company, but not the students there. Um, but it, it did bring in a lot of the students into my office, um, the graduate students, just by the fact that we were a presence there. Um, I think it could work similarly if we have a very if we have a regular time here. I mean, I can make time to come at least once every week, like I used to do there, um, mm-hmm. whether it's every other Friday and, and on Tuesdays. Whatever works out for Maria, I mean, I'm fine with doing that myself, uh, volunteering. Um, but, uh, you know, figuring out how, how we're going to best keep the company healthy and how often they actually need us here, that's important. And then, and then from the referral standpoint, do we um, have a clinic where we set up where you can schedule your, you, you could sign up during the week, like the students or um, other, even other companies that um, Maria's dancers are working for, they can get on a on a schedule where maybe we can see 10 people in in an afternoon and uh, do some assessments and do some some um, some therapy, just at least teach them some exercises and whatever, uh, and get them into some awareness. 
and they could do follow-up treatments elsewhere um, through their insurance. And whether that can be a build, build visit, a build clinic, um, that would help you, I'm sure, and make it worthwhile having a therapist here for that. Sure. No, I agree. And I think you know, there's a couple things that we can approach. Since Laura, since you're with Sue right now, mm-hmm. take a good look at the clinic there. My question to you is, and I, and I haven't asked you this prior to, but there might even be an interest level for you to go one, you know, off your off normal shift of therapy. Maybe you want to go to that Bloomfield Clinic and even do a portion of your screens in addition, you know, to what we're going to be doing at the school. Um, yeah, that know. was that was my my Laura's question too. Was like, could we bring some here? You know, we're trying to juggle and get things approved for us to be off site, as well as liability off site. So we didn't know if we could bring some in. Not that far down the road. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not so overly concerned with the liability off site because, you know, now that we can charge a fee, some a fee or something, put something towards it. I think Chris will maybe start to write a contract that looks more like when we go out and work with a professional team. Yeah. Um, sports team, you know, there's no difference. They're all athletes. So I, I think that's the way I'm going to approach it with him and and see, you know, the only difference is, is there's not going to be an exchange of, you know, a fee that we would ask audiography to supply. It would be more um, the fee, you know, the fee-for-service type model. So um, I, I guess that's where I am, and I, I think I'm okay forward and moving forward with, with contacting Chris about that, and that's what I'd want to do is my next steps is just to do an internal meeting with with himself, with Chris, and then I'll try and pull Mark Dutton in since he's, you know, should know what's going on more than anything. Um, but maybe an approach it from that format, which we really didn't discuss before. So. Right, right. I think the other thing that I just realized in kind of this pilot, when we piloted this, is that, that the need was greater than I expected, you know, mm-hmm. and I think I realized that after, you know, we did the first, we did the, we tested the whole, you know. We did, every, we did everybody, a, we did a functional assessment examination with everybody. And everyone, and majority and everybody of therapy. Yeah, so they're all, you know, that's where they're going now. So I, 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 I guess I just didn't recognize what the need was. And I think that, um, you know, the, originally when I was like, oh, one day a month or two days a month, um, I think if we're very strategic about how we place everything, for me, it seems like a good model to have, you know, a one a, a one day that way. So that way, no one's being fully taken advantage of. But maybe the first Fridays every month is a workshop. You know, um, with Dr. Presk, where he it's just a it's a nutrition or some sort of workshop where everybody knows the first Friday that he's going to be there. So that it's not like an appointment type thing. It's just that it's a certain time period, and any school student or anybody's welcome. And then. Second Fridays of the month are, you know, screenings and that, you know, I'm saying, like, kind of keep it on a, I just feel like it needs to be consistent and a little bit more regular, but also not taking advantage of everybody's time and monopoly. I don't want to, I'm not in the business of monopolizing people's time because I understand that the contribution is, is hugely, you know, generous and, um, you know, I just, if, if there's a way to consider that, how to become more regular and how how it becomes staple. Um, and I guess my concern is if we have a system or something where you get ten, you see ten people. You know what happens when the network gets so big that that you can never. It takes you a year to get in for an assessment in that regard. I just I just want to be prepared for all of that because my center is growing at a really rapid pace. Um, and there are needs that I did not foresee before, and I want to make sure that I can tend to all those needs and also be looking ahead. So while we also, you know, 
just get the ball rolling with Chris. I just want to kind of put that out there also that I don't want it to – what I initially envisioned was a kind of once-a-month type of thing, and I, I recognize that there there is a population of people here that, that have needs that can be served, and I think it can be hugely beneficial to whoever we partner with. Um, Craig, we also have interest by um, Jocelyn, the PTA, out at our wellness pavilion. I had spoken with her. She also has a background in dance, nine years contemporary. She's trained in the Alexander Technique as well, and she trained in Switzerland. So we also have that avenue to explore too. And the Wellness Pavilion is a great location for especially maybe setting up shop for something with La Roche that isn't too in the face of La Roche with our complexity with UPMC being there. Right, yeah. So it's a good place for me, um, you know, and and talking to the president of the college and, you know, the vice president of the college, um, I don't think there is any, ever any likelihood that there will be a shift out of the realm of that connection. Um, but I am, I have been told that I'm welcome to support whatever I feel is appropriate through my bodyography world. So... You know, I think that's something to also consider that we have a population of dancers in, in the north that aren't full time here. Correct. So, so how do how do the contracts usually work when you work with schools or with professional teams and setting up whether it be athletic training versus their therapy versus us seeing them as physicians being their team physicians? How does that actually work? Is there a, a, a monetary agreement or is there some kind of um, I just, is it is it a is there a certain amount of um, donated time that's actually that the AHN writes off as a donation, or how, how does that work? So it's actually it's a it's a monetary agreement, but it's actually for just a fraction of the cost of putting the athletic trainer in place, and then additionally it, it'll state that there's team physician services. And I'm gonna be honest with you, the team physician really is donating their time, just like you've been doing at at the the studio anyway because um you know this is it's and it's an AH it's not even an AHN contract at this point, it's an AGH contract and that's what ties into the uh employee. Um so what my proposal is going to be then to Chris is, you know, the athletic or I'm sorry, the physical therapist that's going to be on site doing the screenings, um, meaning Laura at first, you know, if if not more expansion to this will be done on an RSVP basis. So there will be a money exchange from that standpoint. Um, you know, my question, I'm going to be honest with you, my question to him is how do we approach then the actual care of the dancers? You know, he may ask us when we do these screens, and, and we already have it in place, that the, you know, it, that the HIPAA forms and everything else is signed off, and we build those into the contracts with the high schools or the proteins anyway. Um, I guess his biggest concern is it. It almost was like a physical. We need to have them all, you know, basically screened like a physical. But Dr. Prisk, if you're there anyway, it almost turns into a physical. In right. A so you know, maybe I, I don't know. Maybe I didn't. Maybe that's my fault. Maybe I didn't explain that well enough to him anyway. I, you know, I don't know. But let's let's see what he says if we approach it from this standpoint. Um. Basically, the only difference then we would be doing then is there's no there's no 
billing, we wouldn't be we would not be billing bodyography. We would just be charging a fee for service. In exchange, we would be getting um, the time, you know, the, the the studio space, I guess, and and you know, and we're also exchanging time with working with the bodyography dancers themselves. So, you know, at least from that standpoint, some things are changed or there's exchange in that sense. So, I right. I think, I think Chris talked about that when we met last time. It was about the you know use of the space, space. Yeah. There was definitely an exchange going on there. So it seemed like that was the angle he was moving towards. At least when we, sure. uh, yeah. you know, honestly, it was a while ago, so I don't recall exactly. Yeah, I definitely agree. So I think from in addition to that, if we could add that fee on for those dancers coming in, dude, I think, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, I thought his biggest concern was the people who were coming in that were not part of bodyography in a sense. You know, I think that's where his concern was more than anything. You're you're screening them, and they're leaving, and what if they have something wrong? But if we do this all under the direction of Dr. Frisk as um, the medical director, you know, that's I, I want to see you know see if he, from his opinion, it might change it a little bit. So. Okay. <clears throat> Sounds good. So, what's the timeline from here? I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping within the month, you know, four to six weeks or less. Let's, I don't know what it's, you know, it's going to be more of how much he put into the contract before because that was something he never presented to me. Um, but, you know, it's more of just being able to get in with and discussing things with him and, and see where he is with this. So hopefully we can get in and, and get him and take some of his time up and, and start moving forward. But I, I assume he sounded like he had a pretty decent of a draft put together before you know, we got hauled it with Megan. Yeah. I mean, I think I agree. I think the next step is really just meeting. And he he's a nice guy, and he knows, um, uh, you know, uh, one of our board members really well. Mm. Oh, yeah, and I remember that. And he yeah. is he's a good guy, and he's not trying to poop us. He's just trying to – he yeah. just wants to take care of the organization. Yeah, so, I think everything. the best thing to do is just have him whatever – Present what he's drafted up or, you know, kind of put everything together and then let's just take a look at it and kind of move forward from there. Sounds perfect. So then we get together and just look at schedules and see what, you know, when Maria thinks it would be best for us to be here, when I'm available, when Laura's available, and whoever else might be able to volunteer their time to be a part of it. So what I'll do is I'll put that draft together. And then, I, actually, Maria, I'm going to CC you on this because you, you've met him already. We've already had some yeah. talks. Yeah. It's not like we're not bringing, just bringing you in. So, okay? That sounds great. And, you know, also, I will also investigate. Um, I have taken on more space uh, on the second floor, and I, I'm, I've partnered with uh, the herbalist on the second floor who is also opening up her space, you know, so that maybe we can even get some – we can maybe even get some very specific areas where we can house everything so it's not just in the dance studio. Although I have to say, when we did the assessments in the dance studio, it worked out really, really well. It'll all, okay. it'll all end up being a scheduling thing because for all of us, I think it'll be just overall the next thing will be to take a look at this contract and then also sit down and try to figure out what to do about schedules. Okay. That sounds great. Um, from June. All right. Fabulous. Sounds good. Laura, Sue, do you have any questions or anything? No, I, I am good. Do you? I think I'm good for right now. Uh, I think you answered everything we were looking yeah. at. Okay.
Ladies, it was really nice to meet you. And, um, Laura, I'm very impressed with your background. So I'm looking forward to the possibility of working together. This is great stuff. Absolutely, really good stuff. All right. Uh, Laura, I look forward to meeting you in person, too. Ditto. <laughs> All right. Very good. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everybody. And, I'll, uh, I'll, like I said, I'll start communication with this um, and, and include everybody so we all are on the same page, okay? Sounds thanks, perfect. Thank you, Greg. Hey, thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Thank thanks, you. everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.